As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, December 16th, 2022. This is the drop. It's so action packed. We had to get rid of the cold open. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners. This is for you. Next to Tassie, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, comment away. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Send in your questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at nodunksinc. On today's drop... It is a doozy. We have tasks with the worst of the week nominees. We have rapid fire fun. That's not so rapid at the end. We got another pickle report. And look at this magazine. Look at this magazine. Yes, it's the return of the Hamaker Schlemmer catalog. And I've got some gifts for you guys. And you will be guessing how much they cost. It's a holiday tradition unlike any other. Okay. But first... <laughs> Let's start with uh, some of the NBA games last night. Jordan Clarkson scores 39 points as the Jazz outlast the Pelicans in overtime. How did you know, Tass Mellis? How did you know <laughs> the uh, now infamous pick'em trade yesterday <laughs> on the podcast? But anyway, big win here from the Jazz. Yeah, just trying to spice up the pick'em segment. Wow. You can get a little dulls. <laughs> Got to spice it up. Anyway. Do you guys finally believe me that this Utah Jazz team could be a 500 team? When I said it last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was, <laughs> you looked at me with Bobby Portis eyes. You couldn't believe it. Yeah. What? I scoffed. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and this team, some home cooking at the end. If there's any arena that's got home cooking, 
it's Utah's arena. There's no doubt about that. This team obviously plays extremely hard. They have a very slim margin uh, that they can play with, though. Any injury, it does hurt. And Mike Conley, we saw he went out. Uh, and they still haven't won a road game with him on the bench because they're they're over when uh, Conley is hurt on the road. But they play ridiculously hard, like Larry Markin, 42 minutes in this game, and you get a, a monster Jordan Clarkson game. Cool. Uh, so this team plays ridiculously hard. I thought it was a pretty good defense to line up against Zion Williamson because they absolutely fight and scrap, but Zion is in another stratosphere right now he's picking apart teams not only with his scoring but his Mm -hmm. passing and so they know exactly what they're doing there on the on the pelican side no jose alvarado maybe that's why i chose uh to go with the utah jazz (laughs) he is their spark plug and uh it was a great game yeah obviously Uh, what what a what a roller coaster all the way to the end really interesting really entertaining i'll say maybe the best defense on zion right now is to go at him offensively i think that's what the jazz did with clarkson they put him in a lot of action. Smart move by Hardy and the Jazz, especially on a night where Clarkson's feeling it. So then Zion's forced to like defend in space. He can do that, but I think it caught up to him a little bit by the end of the game. I think he was a little more uh, fatigued on the offensive end. And, you know, Kessler doing a good job, uh, not getting dunked on there last night, but making it a little more difficult inside. I like that call by Hardy when Clarkson was going. Just put Zion, try and tire him out. Um, he's still a big-ass dude. It's not easy to play all those minutes, especially being a force where you're going through him and he's, like, bullying through guys. I mean, caught up to him a little bit. But uh, any thoughts on this one, the Jazz win? Yeah, the Jazz were awesome. And the ball just moves. And everybody gets a chance to touch it, and it's really good for Lowry Markinen, really good for a guy like Walker Kessler. I said he's the next Rudy Gobert. I think he's actually the next Jakob Pertl, now that I'm thinking about <laughs> I don't it. Mind I'll that. take it down just a little bit <laughs> sure. of a level. Uh, sure. But still, a really solid player, and he's been having some big moments, uh, I think, for the Jazz. Uh, but injury-wise, I thought the Pels looked super shorthanded in two ways. Number one, no Alvarado. That's the guy that would be turning off Jordan Clarkson, or at least would get the chance. He handles the quick guards for them. You could tell they were missing him. Number two, I agree uh, that Zion looked a little tired down the stretch. Probably some of it was uh, the defensive load he had to carry, but also the offensive load he had to carry with no Brandon Ingram out there. He's really their bailout player come like a fourth quarter just because he can get to any sort of rare mid-range jumper with the height, with the length he can elevate and shoot over guys. C.J. McCollum's been putting up some productive numbers so far but not very efficient. I just don't think he's looked totally comfortable this season. So those were two places that I thought you could tell the Pelicans were missing guys who would be contributing here, and maybe that pushes them over the Jazz in a super, super close game. But the Jazz just never go away. That's right. That was the thing. It was like the Pelicans would take a little lead. The Jazz would come back and take a lead. Pelicans would come back and do the same. They were just going back and forth against each other. I guess it's possible they end up against each other in a playoff series. Not a team, a set of teams you would think of as rivals or a competitive match, but that'd be a fun little series. Yeah, yeah. just to speak to that, uh, I'm watching this one. New Orleans breaks this game open in the third quarter. They hit 10 to 12 shots. You know, I think it was a 14 to 2 run. And I'm sitting back there in the Skeets household going, oh, I got Mellis good swapping that pick. You know, I thought I thought the Pelicans were going to run away with this. You know, this two-game set, too, they wanted a little revenge. I thought maybe it was going to be over. Utah, just erase that deficit by the end of the third quarter. You know, going into the fourth, it was basically, you know, a, a tie game. And Hardy mentioned that after the game. Well, Hardy, the coach for the Jazz, he says, this team just keeps finding ways to stay attached and stay in a game, and that was a perfect example. And then speak to your Conley thing, Tess. You're right, man. The numbers back it up. 13-7 and seven when Conley's in there, 4-7 and seven when he's missed all that time, when he missed that good chunk of time, and he he was making, like, 
defensive plays on the perimeter down the stretch and in overtime last night, just being a pest. Like, he really, he was really had the effort. So, yeah, they're a different team with that floor general and him giving it on the defensive end. Yeah, and when you you turn on the TV and you see they're playing in Utah, you know that they're going to fight. It's just a historically it's tough place for teams to go play, and they're a scrappy bunch. So, they got a really good home record at 11-5. and five. And surprisingly, they're pretty decent on the road when Conley plays. They're 6-5 and five with Mike Conley. They're mm-hmm. 0 for, again, without him. He's... Again, they they have just a slim margin uh, to play with. So any injury really hurts. Although Nikhil Alexander-Walker came in and really he, – he really got it going with Mike Conley injured, and I think that's helped now. Now he's part of the rotation yeah. here. He hit a big three uh, late there. Uh, Zion's three. What? Out of nowhere, uh, stroking it there in the, in the fourth quarter. An absolute – Wonderful game to watch, and then and he didn't force another one. Zion, he could have taken that three yeah. that that tied it, but he passed it to uh, Trey Murphy the third in the corner. Yeah, Devon, nice. Dev- yeah, to send it basically to uh, yeah. to overtime there. Devonte Graham at the top was begging for it, give it to me. <laughs> uh, but the the nice move there yeah. for Trey Murphy to come through there with the big three after an offensive rebound. This team. Uh, the Utah Jazz, yeah, they can create a rivalry, as Trey said, with anybody. Because when you have Kelly Olenek, a pest, fly, throwing his body into people, <laughs> mm. you're going to anger teams. Sure. That equals rivalry. Jose Alvarado on the other side, that equals rivalry. So nice. there's there, there's a lot of guys on this team. Walker Kessler, even, he plays hard. You know, he'll put, yeah. put his nose on the line. That's what a lot of these teams, or a lot of these Jazz players do. They're just... Overachieving, I guess you would say, but they're all just really solid NBA players that have a lot of skill set. Jared Vanderbilt's expanded his game, and Jordan Clarkson—he's coming for that Lowry Markinen All Star bid. I mean, they're they're gonna fight for it all the way down to the uh, the voting mm. uh, that we'll get to. You know, from the uh, obviously from the fans, but the coaches will decide yeah. who the most important Jazz player in <laughs> is. It should go to Lowry, who's again, will he ever fall off? This dude hit five threes, played forty-two minutes. Uh, 31 points. He's ridiculously solid. Was maybe, maybe going to have the game winner uh, on that Larry Nance play at the end where uh, was it a goal 10? Was it not? Took a look at it. I uh, believe it was right at the apex. Hell of a play from Larry Nance Jr. after they looked at it said, no, that's yeah. it's a clean block. They the referees it. came through. Yeah, uh, video so. review came through. Yep. Uh, but yeah, another great game from Marketing. 31, you said, to go with uh, Clarkson's 39. Let's keep it going here. John Morant, triple double. As the Grizzlies. Trounced the Bucks, one forty-two to one hundred and one. TK, I don't know what takeaways you have from this. This was over in the first eight minutes of the game. Yeah, a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, this looked like it was going to be an awesome game, but a trouncing it was. Keats, <laughs> uh, my takeaway from this game is something John Morant said afterwards. He said, "We got multiple guys who can go out and score the ball. If you scout us, you got to name everybody on the list." I think he means literally everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Five Grizzlies scored in double digits off the bench. Obviously, a lot of that is garbage time because this was a monster blowout, but they had a slow start to the season, the Grizzlies did, with regards to their bench, playing a lot of young guys. Kyle Anderson's gone. DeAnthony Melton's gone. They just got to figure out how to play together, and apparently they've figured it out. David Roddy, big old body. That guy is a monster of a mismatch. 15 points for him last night, 7 of 13 shooting, 7 boards, 2 assists. He looks tough. Zaire Williams is back. Got a new hairstyle as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was pretty active last night. Basically, once Jaron Jackson Jr. came back, things started to make sense for the Grizzlies. They're obviously still missing Desmond Bain, yep. but Brandon Clark went back to the bench. He's gone 55 for his last 77 since Jaron Jackson Jr. came back. 70% from the field. The guy's straight up money. The only thing I didn't like from the Grizzlies, 
their bench joined in on the way. Oh, I was going to ask you about Disrespectful that. to the basketball gods. Uh, oh, wow. Just doing the wave in general or being on the on the bench? You don't mind the fans doing it? Didn't like the bench? I mean, the wave running. is corny. There's no sure, doubt about sure. it. The Grizzlies got better stuff going on than the wave. But the problem I have is the players joining in on mm. it. The Bucks are champions, man. The Grizzlies got a sweet regular season win. Okay. <laughs> Disrespectful. Right. What are your thoughts on uh, uh, on the bench bench wave? Will it be yeah, in a worse the week? Yeah, yeah, nah, you uh, got to be able to back it up. They obviously did throughout the entire game. It's uh, it's a nasty move, but it's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, they ran the champs, you know, the former champs, off the floor. So they got into it. Memphis, hey, it's a, it's a great arena. Obviously, it feels like a, a college arena, mm-hmm. and uh, they're having a blast. Uh, it was crazy. Five guys in double digits. On the bench. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is nuts. David the Body Roddy, as you mentioned, a lot of guys that are that the Grizzlies draft, undersized guys that just have that are really tough, like Xavier Tillman, you know, those type of guys. Roddy is undersized power forward, but, you know, he's got some game. He uses his body to, to get separation using the old hooksies. And uh, they were just the more physical, fast. If you blow the bucks by that much. I mean, you're just pushing them around. Mm-hmm. And as Yanis Tentacupo pointed that out after the game, uh, he said about Steven Adams, seven feet, 275 pounds, straight muscle, looks like Aquaman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Aquaman! Yeah, they, they bullied them. They bullied the bucks. Nobody bullies the bucks. Memphis is on one right now. That was their seventh straight win. Uh, at one point, they had a 50-point lead. Maybe they just did the wave out of pure boredom because it was it was a hell of a blowout. And they have now taken the number one seed in the Western Conference when you pair it with the Pelicans' loss last night. And John Moran's pointing out, like, you know, we're in this stride here. What's nuts is they haven't even had their full starting lineup play in the same game all season long because, the, you know, because of the overlapping injuries uh, with, with Bain was there, but Jaron Jackson wasn't. So when then Jaron Jackson comes back, Bain is out. So that's nuts. But he said, look, we won 10 straight. We did that last year. The flow is is good right now. This is what John Moran's saying. He had a triple-double in this, by the way, in like 26 minutes. But they're number one. Is that the fifth team already? We haven't even hit Christmas. The fifth team to have the number one seed at one point in the Western Conference? Sounds like you know. I think so. But I'm asking. Somebody can fact check. Because the Warriors had it, technically, because they opened the season. (laughs) Night one. With the W. Yeah. But then the Jazz took it over there for a little stretch with that hot start. Then the Suns had it for a good chunk of time. Then the Pelicans. And now the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't think there's a team I'm forgetting. I'm not sure if Denver ever had it. I don't think they did. So it's at least five. Maybe it's six. Somebody tell me out there. But uh, that's sort of crazy. I don't think that that happens all that much. We've only played 33% of the games or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Did Dallas sneak in there? At the, like, I don't yeah, know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, maybe the Mavs? Could, the basketball reference. Portland here. What's that? Oh, Portland. Portland. Okay, Portland. Portland. Yeah. There we go. Six teams have had. Nah, I don't think they were. They were always a half game behind. <laughs> you were just eyeballing the them? Uh, I'm uh, going through the November standings. Okay. No, you can do the. Uh, the oh, old... there you go. Oh, <laughs> this is a big day, Skeets. November 13th, the Denver Nuggets and Portland Trailblazers tied atop the Western Conference. We have basically had seven teams at one point already in the season have the number one seed in the Western Conference. Oh. That's crazy. Jesus. That's only something you're going to find on No Dunks, people. And yeah, we had to figure it out in real time, but we got there. Yeah, we got there. Yeah, we got there. Uh, anything else from this game? Uh, anything else from this? this hold on. This table, I was just going to bring up a beautiful table 
on basketball reference, the table that shows you oh, standings yeah. by date. <laughs> it's such a glorious oh, table. What a table. That was a, yeah, so I didn't know that. Golden, table. Hold on. The Clippers were technically in first. Oh, Let's my go. God. Golden Let's go. Sta- it's easy. Golden State, Memphis, Clippers, Blazers. Then it went back to Memphis, back to Blazers. The Suns, the Jazz, the Nuggets, standings the Blazers, the Jazz. So we got it all. And then oh, the Pels and Grizzlies. So there's even more than that. I mean, how many? Like eight teams. Uh, but, you know, when when – Teams quite often like uh, will say, you know, we haven't had our whole lineup. Yeah, and it's happened with the Miami Heat, and we haven't really given them the, you know, the benefit of the doubt. They've said it. They've said, e- even though we've been together for a long time, we're integrating a new starter, which means we're sort of integrating, you know, a, a new part off the bench as well. Yeah, yeah, and so they keep saying that we don't buy it. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get to the Heat here in a second. I think it's what's happening with the Grizzlies, and even like a guy like Zaire Williams is now playing and helping out with. The threes because they need shooters and they're deep. <laughs> they won 56 games last year, and so we kind and of John just Morant said, missed a ton of those. Yeah, and they still racked up the wins even without them. Yeah, they're a good team. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Tyler Hero. He had 10 threes last night, scored a career high 41 points as Miami pulled out the victory. Uh, this was a night after making nine three pointers in OKC. Nine in OKC, ten last night from Tyler Hero. He became just the fourth Heat player to make. 10 threes in a game. Let's play a little trivia here on the Drop Podcast. Can you name the other three Miami Heat players that hit 10 threes in a game? Duncan Robinson. Correct. 2019. Most recent one yeah. to do it. Yeah. I was watching this last the night. The most recent one. Holy. How about Glenn Rice? No. Good guess. Hmm. Good guess. Glenn shoot enough. Wild one. Rex Chapman? Could he no, get to you guys double are, digits? Uh, you guys Ray are, Allen? No. This is, these are, these are, you obviously know as Miami Heat players, uh, but tough to to go wow 10 in a game eddie jones no 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 someone uh paired with a man named lebron james for a lot of his mike career. miller no good Dwayne wade no no he would no not, not wade. uh oh mario chalmers chalmers chalmers, chalmers hit 10 in a game in 2013 and then you got to go back to 93 miami heat good year for Sherman Douglas. No. Keith Askins. No. <laughs> Jamal Mashburn. Nah, he wasn't there. This guy's, uh, I don't know how many NBA titles this guy has, but he's... he's That's what some? he did? He's got one or... No, he's got it. Must have more. He must have more. Let me look. He had 10 threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did some 90s work as a three He was also an shooter. NBA coach, I always forget, for like maybe a year. A uh, three-time champ. Three-time champ. So he's a bull? No. No, no, no. No, spur. no, no not a spur. He would be a Piston? Los Angeles Laker. He was a Los Laker. Angeles Laker, but on the Miami Heat, he hit 10 threes on 19, in 1993, April 8th game. That's a lot of threes for 93. Okay. Uh, he was, uh, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Bo, he gave, came over from the Lakers. Hold on a second. Come on. He, he was one in the Lakers, 80s. Like, he's got nine letters in his name. Last, or total name. Total. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ACAC Green no, hit no, nine no, threes no. once. Oh, he's a guard, guys. He's a guard. Um, he's a guard guy. I he's, know a, he's a point guard. Shoot. Bimbo guard. Coles. Nope. No, no letters. Nope. 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 Byron oh. Scott. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say it. No. But that was a good Bra- one. That was 10 Brian letters. Shaw. Brian Shaw. Brian Shaw. Thanks for playing. D Shaw. Uh, I forgot about the Heat. I don't really think of him not. as a Heat for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. In that game, Udonis Haslam started. <laughs> he's 42. The one in 1993? 
Or last no, night's la- game. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Udonis has them started. Just quick, bring back the trivia music. This won't take long, JD. Oh, there we go. Players to start a game at age 42 or older in NBA history. History Haslam is one of them. Vince Carter? Five more. Vince is one of them. Uh, Kevin Most Willis? seasons played. Vince Carter. Kevin Bobby Willis. Parrish? R- yeah. Bobby Parrish. One I more. told you it wouldn't take long. Kareem? No, two more. No, two more. Kareem and one more oh, now. Damn, we're killing this one. 42 Ooh. years old. This you, you don't think of him, I guess, as coming back as an Joe old Johnson. guy. He played forever. Jordan. No. Kevin Willis. Oh, no. no, Kevin Willis has been said. Oh, you, yeah. you know that you, this guy's a legend. He played forever. Magic? No. No. Kobe he came. He came back from injury. Well, that's think, not a, not a team that you think of him as, but he was in our studio with the starters. Dikembe Mutombo. Dikembe Mutombo. Yeah, he yeah. That long. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Came back he with the Rockets. Did a long time. That's true. Okay, nice. great trivia there. I okay, love that. Okay, sorry, JJ. Uh, anyway, Tyler Hero, ten of fifteen uh, from three last night. Thirteen of twenty overall. Um, he had his tenth three pointer, by the way, like a minute in to the fourth quarter. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. uh, ooh. Yeah, again, that Clay Thompson record is that going to survive the uh, rest of the season? Clay's, uh, what, 14? 14 and three quarters? I mean, if you're a betting man, like, I don't know. <laughs> Feels like every second night there's somebody with eight to ten three-pointers made in this league. It's like uh, Ten to 14 is a lot, though. It's uh, another 40%. True. That's true. Um, but maybe it'll be Tyler Hero. <laughs> he said, I didn't have any intention of coming in to tie the record, but I was just trying to get threes up. I think shooting more threes is helping. <laughs> it is. He's shooting 41.6% from three on... Eight attempts per game. Yeah, he's shooting 50% on 10 attempts per game in December. The Heat needs somebody to just chuck up threes. Yeah. He should never take a two. I mean, he doesn't take a whole bunch of twos, but basically at this point, I think let it fly every single time you can. It helps the Heat, uh, certainly. And a little bit of a surprise that Jimmy Butler actually ended up playing in this game. But if you got Jimmy, if you got a hot hero, that's almost enough offense for the Heat. So... Good enough. You know? and, and this was, uh, yeah. you know, they, they eked out this win. I mean, it was the, the Rockets, again... Super enjoyable watch. Game's close. They're in a lot of games. Uh, you know, they got the highlights. They were fighting. They were trying. And, uh, you know, it was a one-possession game for a good chunk down the stretch there until the Heat pulled away. But, uh, man, yeah, Tyler Hero's on one task. No Bam, no Lowry. They played eight guys. And so, yeah, they eked it out. But it's probably a, a good locker room win. Again, back-to-back uh, for the Heat to be chucking. You don't really see a lot of excitement in post-game interviews. But when Tyler Hero said that, yeah, we want it back-to-back, especially with Tyler Hero, he's not all that excited, but he was excited to say, we want it back-to-back, yeah! yeah. Uh, he was very excited, and obviously uh, he had himself a night. And as I talked about yesterday with the the old arm sleeve that goes over the thumb, he took it off for that post-game interview. I wonder <laughs> if it bothers him. that uh, it, He it needs seems, to keep it on. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, <laughs> it's yeah. working. The arm thumb's working. Yeah. yeah. He joined Steph Curry and James Harden as the only players in NBA history to make at least nine three-pointers in consecutive games. And is he, And he's the only player to do it in consecutive days. Nice. No one's ever done it in a back-to-back, which makes sense. That's a hell of a lot of threes. <laughs> 19 three-pointers in 48 hours. <laughs> good. Wow, that's, that's not bad. Good. Not bad. And, uh, yeah, the Heat, they need these wins. We talked about it, their, their schedule uh, earlier in the week, maybe last week. Like, ooh, they're falling behind there in the standings, but this is uh, some winnable games here and, you know, they're 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 doing just enough to get by. What do you think of the Rockets? Uh, those throwback jerseys. Oh, they're disgusting. Yeah. You know what I hate more? Send them to the moon. They're so gross. I really. I'm not a fan of the the light the fuse design and font that they got on the baseline of those like uh, the custom court to go with those jerseys. Mm. I, I I don't think it looks like. It. Yeah. Uh, so I love this Rockets team. They are <laughs> rocket themed, right? Like actual 
rocket themed. <laughs> no, so. the mu- like the actual specific jerseys, right? Like they are, they have something to do. They're designed. Well, these these ones I think just say Houston, but yeah, they used to have the that rocket ship and stuff like that. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. like a big crazy graphic yeah, yeah, going that, out to yeah. half court. Yeah, yeah, like when you you get the the old PR write up, it would say something about the Houston Space Center or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Based on that, it's they're gross. Uh, <laughs> they're so bad. There's there's nothing. Yeah. You couldn't write anything that would sway me. And I'm a, I'm, I love jerseys. That's <laughs> true. I'll, 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 those this are just, loves jerseys. I love striped jerseys. They have pinstripes really wide, mm-hmm. far apart. There's huge gaps. I don't like three inch far apart pinstripes. Those aren't pinstripes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's yeah. probably another name for them. Anyways, they're yeah. gross. Yeah, okay. They're bad. They're stripes. They're called stripes. <laughs> I guess. Just right. <laughs> uh, and then we had the Suns snapping a five-game skid uh, with their win over the depleted Clippers, but nobody playing for the LA Clippers. This is what infuriates me about the Clippers team. It's like we get excited one night, oh wow, everyone looks good, and then it's just like nobody plays, and it's like you know they get their asses handed to them. So it's like you can't. I don't know. It's I, they find them just to be such a an infuriating team to just even talk about on a podcast. The Clips, but yeah, Suns needed this. I think the thing that's more infuriating about the Clippers is when they actually look really good. Like they yeah. did recently, and we're yeah. like, okay, this is why people talk the Clippers up as a potential conference finals or finalist, right? Like you yeah. see a great Kawhi game, you see Paul George being a perfect supplementary player to him. It all makes sense. And then they roll out a, a lineup where you're like, all right, let's see what you got, Terrence Mann. Right. <laughs> you're the star now. Right. Uh, Booker came back for the Suns. Looked a little rusty. Chris Paul had a good game, though. And the Suns, like I said, snapped that five-game losing streak. Uh, desperately needed a W. Okay, some injury updates here. Uh, let's start with the big one. Steph Curry has labrum damage in his left shoulder. And it sounds like he's going to miss at least two weeks where he then will be reevaluated. So probably more than that, Tess. Let's call it two to four weeks. Um, we addressed this yesterday, not knowing the full extent of the MRI and the actual damage, but uh, what are your thoughts here? Have they changed at all since yesterday's podcast on the Warriors dealing with this and surviving for 10 to 15 games, probably without Curry? 10 to 15, yeah. Hopefully probably. it's not that much, but you never know. Uh, this is probably best possible case, and considering that it's it's could be a few weeks no surgery, but yeah. uh but uh yeah the yesterday we were discussing whether it would be a labrum and a labrum <laughs> this is this is the best case scenario but yes you got one guy out let's be positive for just one sec because it it, it is bleak in terms of their schedule which I'll, which I'll go through in a sec but mm-hmm. one guy out in curry one guy returning hopefully in andrew wiggins yep. been cleared to play although he's not going to play tonight the question is will they start to play defense uh, because not only do you have Steph out of the lineup but they've also been lacking with the defensive intensity. Mm-hmm. That's just not happening. So, Especially on the road. <laughs> so, on, yeah, on the offensive side, Jordan Poole is a good replacement for Steph to, to go in there and and hopefully they can play offense uh, around an unleashed pool. But will Wiggins help a, a good defense? So they've, they've got two problems. And, you know, they are one game under 500 here. And the rest of the calendar year, which they won't have Steph Curry, they're going into Philly tonight. Then they go to Toronto. That could be a win. Uh, then they go to the Knicks, the Nets, at home to Memphis on Christmas, then at home to Charlotte, Utah, and Portland. So there might be a couple wins in there. Mm-hmm. If they went, if they go three and five, they'll end up being three games under 500 when Steph comes back. It's just another hill to climb because they had that hill at the beginning of the season when they were trying to fight this uncertainty of who's playing and who's not because the bench was all new. So it's just another hill, but... 
it's not a death knell to me for for him to be out a few weeks. I don't think it's that long, but they will be under 500 when he comes back. Yeah, I, I think best case scenario for the Warriors right now is that obviously the injury doesn't linger much more than two or three weeks. Clay continues to shoot the ball pretty well. He's at like 25 a game uh, in mm-hmm. December right now, shooting good percentages. And Jordan Poole needs to step up and play like he did when Steph Curry went down uh, last season. Yeah. And Poole went on to lead the league in three-point shooting for those couple of months. I think if that happens, if Poole, if Poole and Clay are good, if Wiggins contributes defensively, and they play about 500 basketball, like that would be awesome at this point for uh, the Warriors. Worst case is if this injury lingers into the middle of January and they have to go on a five-game road trip. They're already bad on the road, even when Steph is playing. They finally started losing the Steph minutes, which is pretty concerning. But if that happens, that's really bad. Because right now, two games back of sixth place. That should be the goal for the Golden State uh, at the end of the season. I do think like they can't be in the play-in tournament. You just never know what's going to happen. You don't want those extra games. They can get to a locked-in playoff spot, I do think. But they got to be nearish 500 during this stretch without uh, Curry. Right, which, I mean, they're only 500-ish now, and that was with Steph Curry playing because of that terrible road record. I thought Ziller had a good point in his newsletter, too. With Golden State 14 and 15, this Curry news facing trouble. Pressure is now also on Dallas Mavericks at 500, Minnesota Timberwolves at 13 and 15 to, like, create some separation if they can on the Curryless Warriors in terms of the standings. And then it is there for the Lakers to even try and catch Golden State in the standings. They're 11 and 16. That's uh, that's assuming uh, the Warriors lose uh, a good chunk of these games without Curry. You're right. You're making a case. Poole comes in there. He was scoring 25 a game. I think he was, like like you said, lights out from three when Curry missed like 18 games or whatever it was down the stretch last year. But this year, you know, Poole has been starting a lot of games when Clay's out beside Curry. It's just a different game when he's not there. Your shots are different. It's more on you. Maybe that works in his favor, but can they stop anyone is the real question. The offense is generally not the problem. It's like, can you just get stops? They're uh, winless without Curry this season. So I think all on the road, though, too, where Curry didn't play, and 8-10 and 10 without him last year. He's so, pretty again, good. He's pretty damn good. <laughs> like the, You've seen the on-off differences when like Curry plays this year. It's like astronomical. Like, yeah. when he's on the floor, they dominate teams, and when he's off the floor, they get embarrassed. I will say that a lot of that was when they were playing Wiseman and they were trying to figure things out with the bench. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the reason why they're 14 and 15. They have figured that part out, even though Poole will be in the starting lineup. They realize that Kuminga, DiVincenzo, Jermichael Green, and then they got to slip somebody in there with, with these injuries. It's probably Anthony Lamb. They know that part of themselves, but it is... We look at the schedule, and yeah, upcoming four, still four games on the road, and then four games at home. Again, I think they go three and five, and that would be pretty decent. They'll be three games under five hundred when it comes to twenty twenty three. That's another fight. It's yep. it's just tough for teams to keep coming up. And if they get into six, that's that's a heck of an accomplishment. That's the goal. I yeah. think. Yeah. A couple things too with the Curry injury. Uh, sucks he's not going to play on Christmas Day. Absolutely. I mean, that was a huge one that everybody was pumped about, Grizzlies versus Warriors. I mean, talk about like a little bit of a budding rivalry, and so he's not there. You're like, okay. So that blows. And also, I believe, does this mean Curry has to get up from the MVP table? I, I think so. Like, I mean... Depending on how long You don't generally out, win yeah. MVP if you miss 10 or more games. I, I guess it depends how many he misses here, but I don't think he'll be sitting there. A big part of it will be... He just won't have played enough games. I'm sorry. That's what it's going to be. Sucks. Crowded restaurant right now. Very crowded. Very crowded. Uh, A couple other injury updates. One bad, one good. 
The Mavericks, Maxi Kleba, suffered a hamstring tear. He's out six to eight weeks with also like a knee sprain. He's got like double injury going on, yeah. if I have this correct. And then the good, Robert Williams III, is expected to make his season debut tonight for the Celtics uh, versus the Magic. Any thoughts on, on the bad or the good there with Kleba and Time Lord? Trey, I know you're uh, a Maxi Kleba man. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, this is, this That's is bad. big. This is bad. This is big for them. Big time. His jumper was finally starting to come around to 48% from three in December. He's one of their more versatile defenders. Like, he's more of a switchable guy, I think, than Dwight Powell is. The only thing I can think of is maybe for a silver lining, for a Dallas Mavericks silver jersey silver lining. (laughs) Does this force them to make a trade? Like, if they're losing one of their top eight guys on a shallow team, an instrumental piece, they got to do something, right? Like, they can't just play Christian Wood 35 minutes a night or whatever it's going to be. JaVale hasn't given them anything so far this season. Seems like they need a 10 rebound per game, 36% three-point shooter at the center position. I know that there's one available at least (laughs) in the NBA, but I do think Dallas should be starting to get pretty active here on the phones, knowing that Kleba's out six to eight weeks locked in. Also, is that just for the knee sprain? So he's like, he's gonna have to come back from a knee sprain and a hamstring tear. That yeah, I don't know. He could be. He could be out the whole season. Fortunate, like, yeah. We might hear in in I don't know sometime here. That's a good call about the trade because they're very weak in terms of uh, their big men rotation, mm-hmm. and it's the defensive end I, I'm more concerned about than the the offensive end because when Christian Wood plays without Maxi Kleba, who they're gonna have to rely on, uh, they have a horrendous defense. The rating is 119.6, which would be the worst defense in the league. That's 575 possessions that Christian Wood has played without Maxi Kleba, that they've had a terrible defense. When they play together, it's like a top six defense. And uh, they're they're not a great defense. They're like 21st, but it goes up because Maxi Kleba is so good on that end. He's just so solid. He's not a a large man, but he, he just knows where to be. And so I think the answer is Christian Wood's going to play a lot, and that just means they're going to give up a ton of points because Dwight Powell plays, but he's he's an innings eater. He's just in the starting lineup because JaVale McGee is getting old, who, who was supposed to be their innings eater. Uh, so those are the two options besides Christian Wood. They have to make a trade. Otherwise, they're going to give up so many points. As for Time Lord and the Celtics, uh, we'll see what he does tonight, see what he does this weekend. Maybe he'll be in the uh, winner of the weekend category come Monday. Uh, obviously, Celtics fans happy to have him back. And they've done a pretty good job, like Luke Cornett and Blake Griffin, like sopping up minutes as their bigs for a good chunk of the season with you know Al Horford missing time. And then, of course, Robert Williams III. So now those two guys come back. It's like, damn. <laughs> it's honestly excellent and perfect timing because you're right. Blake and Cornette, like, did a really good job holding the fort. Totally. But then they also had a really tough run against good teams, the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Lakers, where you're like, oh, you need your starting front court back. Even if it was just one of them, like, having Horford would help against the the Warriors and the Clippers, I think. Having neither of them was a problem. And now you're getting back. Like, Horford will be ready to go as soon as he comes back. He's missing for personal reasons right now. You push everybody down the depth chart a little bit more, the Celtics are just going to get better. Yep. Uh, NBA All-Star voting tips off on Tuesday, December 20th. 
That's this coming Tuesday, right? Yes. Holy moly. Uh, ends on Saturday, January 21st. Gives the fans the opportunity to vote for the 23 NBA All-Star Game starters. It's just for the starters. you got a four-week voting period uh, where fans got to do it on the NBA app or NBA.com. You can do one a day, I think. I'm not sure if you can do one on the NBA app and one on the website. Probably. Great call. Uh, one full ballot is three front court players, two guards from both the East and the West. Cool. NBA players and media We'll continue to join the fans, though, in selecting these All-Stars. Try to clean up their mistakes is the best way to put it at times. Uh, fans account for 50% of the vote. Current players and media, 25% each. Love it. I love that stat. You do? <laughs> I love that. Did you get that from Statitude? <laughs> I did not. I did uh, not. That's from the NBA press release itself. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to vote for Nick Angstad, who covers the uh, the Mavs. I just mentioned that because I stole that stat from him about <laughs> Christian Wood and Max Kleber, and I didn't give him credit, and I needed to. Oh, so nice I'm gonna slip that in right there. Okay. Uh, great. Can't wait to vote for a Angstad. Do yeah. you want to? Just... Uh, that's who I'm going with. Just top five names that start with A. Oh wow, you're Allen. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I wonder who that is actually right uh, now. <laughs> just quickly. Just w- kidding. Would your starters in the East be in the backcourt, Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brown? Are we forcing him into the two slot? I know he plays a lot of small forward, but uh, oh, who else is it? It's ha- I mean, we said Halliburton a couple weeks ago, maybe. It's not Trey Trey Young, anymore. No. Yeah, I- I'm hard-pressed to find another guard to pair with. Those Donovan are the Mitchell. few. Those three, I'm I would Jill say. Brown. I mean, I think he might be on the ballot as a guard and forward. He plays he like is, 33%. But they something. play smart and white yeah. at the yeah, guard spots. But, yeah. yeah, I know, I know. Okay, anyway, uh, forwards in the East. It's a tough one. We debated this, right? You got four for three spots: Tatum, Giannis, Embiid, and then what about Kevin Durant? So it's whew, tough pickings. Somebody's going to be on the outside looking in there. Jesus, those are those are really really good. Unless we cheat and put Tatum as a shooting guard, and eh, I think that's a little much. Anyway, uh, in the West, what does this Curry injury mean now? You know, before the voting starts, people hold it over. I mean, <laughs> it means nothing. You don't think so? He'll still It'll lead be... in voting, even if he doesn't play until the All Star game. Curry and Luca. Not John Morant no. in there? Okay. And uh, the starting forwards, Jokic, does Zion get these votes? We think he's deserving, but does he get the votes? And then uh, who's the third forward in the LeBron. West? LeBron probably, uh, you know, do you think it should be AD? Do you think it should be somebody else? We we talked about mm. it, so, yeah. Yeah. Could vote for AD. Unfortunately, it's not Davis Anthony. Uh, last name, if his last name was Anthony, I'd vote for him. <laughs> you're, you're voting for Cole Anthony for the uh, oh, uh, East in the uh, other side. Cole Anthony <laughs> for the nice. East starting spot. Nice. Malik, All right, Malik so, Allen. Hey, start brainstorming your All-Star teams this weekend because on December 20th, you can start locking them in. Let's take our first break. When we come back, Worst of the Week nominees, Pickle Report, and a Hamaker Slamma catalog. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. All right, back in the Classic Factory, let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. Four very good nominees this week. You guys tell me which one is the most worthy for Worst of the Week honors. First up, Knicks head coach Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau, what a guy. Uh, So the referee just doing his job during a game. He's telling the people out there he's being very transparent. You know, it was, it was thrown into the game a couple of years ago. Let's be transparent with the people. Let's tell them what's going on. So yeah. referee's telling the people at home the result. And Thibs interrupts the referee. <laughs> he can't wait five seconds. He just starts yelling, <laughs> we got a rebound, we got a rebound. They're going to hear it in a sec. The ref even has to stop and shut off his mic <laughs> because Thibs is being so annoying. You'll even hear the broadcasters taking it back and say, Tibbs, Tibbs, what's, go- what's going on? So we have the clip. We'll play it twice here. JD, let's, let's roll it. The challenge by Chicago is successful. Anybody in the game can we got the rebound. Stop! <laughs> Can't wait a second. He has to jump in there. Uh, what, a, what a glorious man. Uh, Gucci man. Yeah, <laughs> he looks so much like Definitely, him. That ref. Yeah. What is that ref's name? I can never remember. I'm not. Yeah. Up, I'm not up to speed on, on. Yes, yes. Everybody <laughs> on the internet calling him Gucci Mane. Tom Thibodeau interrupting Gucci Mane. Oh, that's good. Do you miss? Uh, there he is. Yeah, there. Yeah. Do you miss Tibbs as head coach of the Bulls? He gives you a little, a little spice. I know you don't miss him, I guess, but you know in these moments. Uh, I miss the era when Tom Thibodeau was the coach of the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. <laughs> it was a good era. It was a good era that two seasons. You could have lied and said Tibbs was great. He was such a great guy, but you just you you kept it real. You missed the era. You missed those special times. Thank you for being honest. Back to back, most wins in the regular season. That could have been two potal offs these days. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah, Murray's Podoloff Award for most regular season wins. Yeah, I forget. What you it's already called. forget? Well, <laughs> came out this week. Well, the, when when the NHL gives out the president's trophy, God, this it's guy such... loves NHL trophies. Man. <laughs> that, they... He's got those locked in so much you can't remember the NBA ones. Yeah. They are the precedent. That's right. There it is. <laughs> they are the pre- the president's trophy. What a better name. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's move on. Second nominee, the New York Post, because of a headline. So the Knicks are hot. They've won five in a row. Yeah. Uh, and. Everybody's impressed with the Knicks' recent defensive effort. So the post with their headline that came out was riding 
the D train. That's the headline. Ride in the D train. And their big D fender, Mitchell Robinson, put it up on his stories with the caption, gotta relax. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji. So it says ride in the D train. Mitchell Robinson, who plays the D uh, for the next. Hold on, hold on. I didn't notice this the first time I looked at it. The Hornets are wearing the clit jerseys, too. Mm. Wow. <laughs> nice call. I did not put those together at first. Uh, you could have had a lot more fun if you could see CLT Yeah, there. yeah, that's you true. You can't see it. But that's what they are, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, you're right, yeah. yeah. Right in the D-train. Mitchell Robinson <laughs> loved awesome. it. <laughs> uh, well done. That was, a, that was a good one. Okay, so that was a quick one. And the third nominee of four here, Kyle Anderson. Because, look, if a basketball hits someone in the groin, I am laughing. There's no doubt. It's just it's natural. So Kyle Anderson with a horrendous pass uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and he threw it right into the groin of Ty Lue. Caught a nut. It hurt him. Yeah. It hurt. It definitely. He's mad. He's very mad. Uh, it's nowhere near his teammate. It hits Clippers head coach Ty Lue right oh in the groin. I missed this. Right in the D train. Yeah. Right, right in the D train. It got him. And Ty Lue was asked about it after the game and he was honest he said he messed me up i just couldn't show it on tv i was hurting yeah he, he showed it his initial reaction got him right right in the loose right yeah, in the must, if he's saying he held it in and like he wasn't showing it that must have really hurt because he was he was showing it a little there i think more players should do that at the opposing coach right in the wow. groin. Take him out of the game for a little bit there. Because, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's a turnover. Yeah. If you were able to get the ball back right away, there's no way the other team would have their defense. That coach's like, ah, do whatever. Dream, do whatever you want. Dream shake in the stream team. Right in the T-train. <laughs> the T-train. Sure. <laughs> he got clipped, says Elvis. Nice. Tie yeah. blue. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. All right. Yeah, listen. It's a natural reaction. That's a great clip. I was giggling on my couch. I did not see that going around. Wow. That's very funny. Uh, I was giggling looking at it on my couch last night. Man gets hit in the groin. I I watched all these clips. I was was laughing at Tibbs. Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, That's really good. The Kyle Anderson, good. New York Post, good. This last one. Not a laugh out loud, uh, but I threw us in as a nominee because we will always tell people if we were mentioned on a broadcast. <laughs> always. Sure. But when a ball balanced perfectly on the backboard on Wednesday and Blazers broadcaster Lamar Hurd mentioned us, wondering what the heck do you call this, mm-hmm. we didn't air it until now. Let's yeah. roll it, J.D. Oh, wow. There's a nice look in there for Nurkic as he flashes open. We have the wedgie that takes place all the time, and this isn't a wedgie, uh, but I think they call Ooh. it a, a perch, maybe. Wow. Yeah, I, I like I think that. The no dunks guys a call perch. it. They call it something. I, I feel like I've heard that. Wow. Look at if that. If not, I know they'll correct me. Yeah, we will correct you, my <laughs> man. So close. Thank you, Lamar. It is a pigeon, but it is a special type of yeah, pigeon. How, yeah. Cool. Uh, people were saying it should. Those ones should be called a perched pigeon. Yeah. Uh, we call a pigeon where it's just up. Like where it gets just caught up in like the shot clock the area and all the stanchion stuff. stuff, yeah. But this is very you know unique. Though somebody tweeted at me and said, "Hey, I sent you in one of these earlier this year, where another one happened, where it balanced like perfectly on top of the backboard like that." But perch pigeon is fine. I, th- I, think I still good. think it's a pigeon. It's still up there, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it is. It's weird because it is almost part of the legend Legi, family yeah. as well, since it's just like wiggling there. Also, I mean, the ball was you know. 
swaying for a little bit. You can hear the players yelling, and one, and one. I assume it could have still dropped in, right? Like rolled off the top if it had a little bit more kinetic it didn't energy. Hit, it didn't hit anything behind the stuff yeah. and then go on? I thought it did. But I that's don't a good, know. Because I think that's it's out of bounds if it yeah. does that, but otherwise it would be <laughs> in bounds. Yeah. it in off the top. Yeah, the players start. I, I forget who started hanging on the rim to try and bring it down into the rim. <laughs> yeah, a- yeah. Afterward. Uh, but a very unique pigeon. There's yeah. no doubt. You you try and do that a thousand times. Try and land it on the back of the backboard a thousand times. It wouldn't happen. So usually a, per, a pigeon, yeah, is within the gear back there. But uh, yeah. a very unique one. So Lamar didn't know exactly what to call it. Either do we, Lamar. What I do mean, you call that? Well, perch pigeon is a is an option. Uh, Greg here in the stream team, the gargoyle. <laughs> Nice. I, I love saying it's gargoyle. It's like sort of pretty good. I like yeah. saying gargoyle too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think we're getting, yeah. I don't know. I think we're overthinking. Just go pigeon. I think pigeon's it's, a, fine. it's pigeon. just a pigeon. It's in the pigeon world. Yeah. And it's, it's in the pigeon it world. Perch pigeon. Perch pigeon. Yeah. Uh, I th- <laughs> gargoyle is a great word, though. <laughs> Top 10 word for me. I thought JD may, I saw him pull up the mic first. Thought he was going to interject with a special comment, but I guess he's just getting ready for the pickle report. Yeah, I, I have no opinion on it. It's a pigeon. It's a pigeon. It's a pigeon. We Some can't get too cute. Some pigeons are more graceful than others. Yeah, that's right. It's just that's as simple right. as that. That's, that's well, maybe right. it's to call it a dove. Yeah, it's ooh. <laughs> that's why we get your input, JD. Well, I don't think. Nothing. I don't think pigeons are graceful. I don't think there's no. one pigeon out there that's ever been graceful. <laughs> anyway, four great nominees: Tips, awesome. the Post, the Anderson, the Dunks. Who do, you, who do you give it to, Trey, if you had to pick one of those four nominees? Us. Yeah? I got I got to go us. The other three are very funny to me. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. why it's us? Because the day prior to that beautiful pigeon, we had a meeting where we were talking about, we got to tighten up these shows. <laughs> up these shows. We got to lose yeah. things. We got to make these more <laughs> compact. That's and us. that's what happened. The pigeon, that beautiful pigeon, just cut from the show because we're all worried about trying to get to an hour. That's on us. That's, on, that's, that's on, on us. us. That's on us. Ain't that's nobody out there saying us, yeah. make the show an hour. We just yeah. think, oh, we should just make it a little tighter. Oh, oh there's people out there. Who? Who? Show yourself. Oh, come on. Who? Leo. I check, I check Leo. my, Leo my podcast feeds over an hour, hour and 25 minutes. No thanks. Scroll on. Tell us. Tell us right now on the stream team. Tell us if you're listening. Tell us if you're watching later. Tweet at us. Show's too long? Too many classics for you? But Matty O <laughs> thinks they're too long. Matty O listens to every damn podcast we do. Yeah, so he doesn't think they're speed. too long. Double, double speed. I don't care how fast you listen to You're it. You're telling me that Matty O wouldn't be, if he wasn't with us right now, he'd be like, Oh, of get to the pickle. Course, yes, yes. Of course he would. No, he wouldn't say get it to the pickum because he wanted to cut the pickum segment, which I totally he agree with. Pickle. I said pickle. Oh, pickle. Let's get to the pickle report, JD. Let's go. Pickle Report presented by Next Evo. Yeah. So big pickleball break coming up for me, guys. <laughs> I'm going to Europe for two weeks. Tonight you fly. I'm leaving tonight. Yeah, you have like a crazy 10.30 p.m. p.m. Eastern flight. PM that's, Eastern that's very Eastern. late. Yeah, flight. and I'm, uh, I'm showing up in Amsterdam. 12.30 p.m. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. noon. Yeah, 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 that's not bad. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Stay up. Uh, and that'll uh, that'll help with my jet lag. Anyways, um, Rachel wanted to bring her paddle <laughs> to Europe. No way. Travel paddle. That's what I said. 
Wow, she is dedicated to the to yeah. the sport of pickleball. Yeah, she really is. Um, she's not bringing it. <laughs> oh come on! Oh, why not? It's a it doesn't take pack. up that much room. Yeah, it's not. We're going to museums and looking at art and drinking wine. We're not, <laughs> not going to play a game of European pickleball. What's, see what they call the kitchen over there. See what their type of game is. Lee says pickup basketball is different all around the world. Maybe the same well, thing's happening right. with pickleball. You're right. Well, you know what? If we're desperate, I guess we could find a place, rent some rackets. Here we go. Uh, quick Raynaud's update. Now, that's the syndrome slash so phenomenon. Well, I said I would follow it up. Listen, man, you don't have a syndrome no, like you're right. I do. You're right. I have a syndrome. You're right. You're right. I you're syndromeless. I just feel like this comes up a lot. Uh, but anyway, my go fingers on. are cold right now. Yeah. Well, and are they? Is there blood in them? What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> what? I got. I've got bad eye syndrome, so I can't see. Hey, sometimes I get this thing where my the capillaries yeah. uh, and I can't play pickleball. And I said um, <laughs> a two pickleball report, uh, report two pickle reports ago that I would follow up and I would try this uh, next Evo stuff. Okay, and I did, and we've had some chilly mornings here. So one of my fingers it was still happening, but. I think it actually improved it a little bit. <laughs> it's All absorbed right. into the other. Yeah, fingers. it's the stress part. Not to, I can't do anything about the cold, oh, but gotcha. the, but it's uh, supposed to help with stress. So, and I get nervous. And the other reason I'm nervous is because, and this is the other hot news in the pickleball world, I got my own racket. Oh, that's racket. huge! Look wow. at this. That's it's cool. the Monarch Dragon Slayer. <laughs> the Dragon Slayer. <laughs> Call him Coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's why I picked it. Um, so, yeah, this thing, uh, haven't had a chance to use it yet. You better take it to Europe. Yeah, you should. Just you should I am it. not taking yeah, this to Europe. Yeah, you got to. You got to. You're going to museums. You're going to sip wine. You're going to enjoy the museums and the wine more because you had a little exercise. You're, right, uh, you're not going to rent pickleballs. <laughs> I guess it's pretty cold over there, too, at yeah. least in uh, Well, they, I, they have indoor courts. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I'm very excited about the new racket. All right. What, are you going to cut off your finger? Sounds like you can't get rid of that. <laughs> oh, JD. <laughs> problems. Uh, R- Roberto here on the stream team. You got to call the paddle come dragon. Oh, well, great call. <laughs> great call, Roberto. I all have that, uh, what are you, etched in? Uh, Sharpie, anyways. <laughs> yeah, they'll love that. They'll love that at the pickleball court. Here comes the come dragon. Uh, here's the problem with showing up with this racket. Because I was using like just a generic, like it came in a set. Yeah, yeah. Cheapy. Yep. A real cheapy. And then it would it matched Rachel. So we both got new pickleball rackets. The problem is Rachel is basically a pro now. Like she goes every day. <laughs> She's there now. She left. We, we're flying tonight. She's going to be gone. She's going to two different places to play pickleball. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, she's obsessed. She's obsessed. This place, she's not even packed, but she's playing pickleball. Anyways, uh, when I show up with this racket, it looks like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 And that's a problem because I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's stressful, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to start using, well, continue to use yeah, yeah, yeah. my next Evo Stress CBD Complex. There you go. Yeah, that's right. It's, um, oh, there's the music. There we go. Uh, this stuff can help you. De-stress. So you can focus on the th- tasks at hand. You know, like if you're in Europe and you want to drink wine, 
and take in some art and not think about pickleball. <laughs> or if you're going showing up at the pickleball court with a racket and you have no idea what you're doing. Uh, it's proven to reduce stress with ashwagandha. And that's cl- clinically proven to reduce stress by 70%. Ashwagandha and CBD are a powerful combination working together to target the source of rising stress hormones. I'm going to start calling Rachel and I ashwagandha and CBD out on the court because we're a powerful combination. I like that. <laughs> Which one of these does all the work? Because that's what Rachel is. She's to call her a CBD, I guess. Uh, and ashwagandha drives the powerful part of the combination to the pickleball court. Get to the root of get to the root of stress with the stress CBD complex from Next Evo Originals. I'm not going to show you. Well, I showed it to you already. Uh, let me get my graph. I'm like Jerry Todd over here. You guys ever see Jerry Todd from SCTV? <laughs> yeah, you Jerry can uh, look that up, what kids. A reference. I know, yeah, right? Jerry Todd. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Jerry Todd here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very old. For up to 25% off your subscription, uh, for up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more, use promo code PICKLE at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com. Promo code PICKLE. Flash it up on the screen there, but make sure you put in PICKLE. There you go. And that's the pickle report. Uh, Greg in the stream team. I still don't understand this segment. Is it an ad? Is this a sponsored segment? That's the whole point, I'm Greg. I'm so confused. <laughs> We've got you confused. You don't even know what we're selling at this point. Maybe we're selling you pickles. I, who you knows? Never know. You never know. The good, Monarch. Good pickle report. The too. Monarch. Uh, yeah, yeah, you might be selling pickleball rackets for all we know anymore. Hit me, Monarch. Hit me up, Monarch. Hit me up. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, so you're not taking you're not taking your racket. We will see if Rachel puts hers in her. Secure. Honestly, I think you talked me into it. I think you should. Yeah. I think. It, well, hold on. Do we have another pickle report to do? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> not this year. Well, if we have one in the new year, you should definitely take your racket. Yeah. Well, I'm saying I'll still. Whether or not this goes away, I'm still playing pickleball. <laughs> I'll, I'll update you regardless. All right. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. Okay. It's time for a no dunks holiday tradition. The Hamaka Schlemmer catalog. Not an ad. <laughs> Incredibly, not an ad. Just a bit. This one's free. Though so somebody sent me uh, the other day on Twitter. You, you guys know you, uh, you you doing this every year is on the Hamaka Schlemmer Wikipedia page. <laughs> there's like a there's a paragraph on us doing this every year. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, it's time to select my favorite Christmas gifts from America's longest running catalog and Oops. definitely dumbest catalog. Spoiler, JD. Spoiler. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, as always, you guys will have to guess the price of the items in the Hamakushlema catalog, and uh, I will be eating all of the gift receipts. So please, no sloppy mud pies. <laughs> 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 I said that last year, too. I'm going to stick always, with that. I think that's a good part kills. of the intro. Okay, so the Hamaka Slamma catalog. Let's get to it. JD has a photo of each item, and I will uh, show it to you here on YouTube, and I will describe it for everybody listening to the podcast. Our first one, the Electronic Carnival Duck Shooting Gallery. It's inspired by the classical, classic carnival game, arcade game, I should say. It's a game that challenges players to blast moving ducks. 
A conveyor belt tests one's marksmanship with a foam dart blaster as it carries six ducks from one end of the three-foot-long gallery to the other. Okay? So you get the idea. Three feet long. Yeah. It's bigger okay. than I thought, okay. too. Okay. Hmm, nice. Right? From the, from the photo, it requires three C batteries. Uh, keep score. You can do one and two-player mode. 15 foam darts included. So you're shooting foam darts. Oh, you think That's that looks great. fun? Yeah. I this is nice. Yeah. I would have yeah. this. I would actually want to own this. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, age of six and up, uh, you guys want to own this? Uh, how much do you think it costs in the Hamaka Slammer catalog? We should pool our money because it's always expensive. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. going to charge the premium for the Schlemmers. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. So, how much would you think it'd be at a Walmart and then double it? <laughs> That's a fair point. I mean, well, it's bigger than I thought it was going to be. The picture makes it look small, but you said three feet wide. I don't know, what, two and a half feet tall? Probably something like that. You're also getting the blaster. Give me, I'm feeling like $60 total. Wow. I go higher. Higher. I, I mean, I, it could be in the 80. It could yeah. be up to 80. So right, 40, guys. 80. I'll, I'll go 95. JD, what's your guess? I'm going to say 99. Okay, JD's the closest. It's $119.95 for the Electronic Carnival Duck Shooting Gallery. Though, you're right. I mean, it's got some size to it. I think it's actually like four feet, you know, in length. Oh. A couple feet high. The the gallery part is three feet. Right. Your duck's going back and forth. That's your window on your foam blasters. So do they go back and forth or does it circle around? That's a good point. You'd think it circles around. Yeah, it must. Unless they go and like they spin around, they might go back, you know? Right. One right. of those options. All right. Cool. Not a bad gift. Good start. Oh, you're into it. You guys were into it. I would actually start. be excited about that one. Yeah, right. I, li- I like shooting foam darts for sure. How about this second one, JD? It is the shiitake mushroom log. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Try and tell me that doesn't sound like a sex position. <laughs> <laughs> the shiitake mushroom log? You're going to want to get that checked out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's this freshly fallen oak log with intact bark inoculated with organic shiitake spores that produces mushrooms in as little as six weeks from the silver tag inoculation date and continues to produce for up to three years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Each log carefully gathered, hand cut, and planted by two fungi farmers in rural Georgia. What? This is in our backyard. Local shrooms. After the log is delivered, (laughs) simply soak it and store in a cool, dark location until the mushrooms begin to spread. The shiitake mushroom log. (laughs) So, so, uh, are you as interested in this one as the... Electronic Carnival Duck Gallery. Well, thing. let me tell you, Skeets, I don't need this. You don't need it? I've already got a mushroom log. Oh, jeez. Not a joke. I have an oyster mushroom log. Wow. Yeah, I got it for Laura for Mother's Day. If okay, you guys okay. How much did that uh, put you back? Uh, <laughs> I think it was pr- it was probably in the $30 to $40 range. Okay. So um, um, given the Hamaker premium here. <laughs> what does? Uh, $59.99. Okay, Tess? You should become a wholesaler for Hamaker Schlemmer. When somebody orders that, what do they do? They, they hey, say, hey, Randy, go outside and cut us a piece of that log. <laughs> I mean, you could be gra- grabbing that. Uh, what? Yeah, I would never, never buy something like this. Um, <laughs> because crazy. you can go out and make a shit-take log for yourself. <laughs> uh, anyway, 
Is, is that a smiley face? Are these mushrooms smiling? That top one is smiling. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah it is, Tess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes me happy, so I'm going to buy you, you smiling mushroom, for $70. Okay, wow, okay. Wow, okay. Uh, I was inspired by your comparison, <laughs> basically calling it a sex move, so put me down for $69. <laughs> uh, Trey, closest on this one. Though I, you were the, you had the lowest, right? Yeah, I was the lowest. Okay, you were, you really should have went with what you were getting your other ones for. Thirty-four ninety-five. Wow, that's the going price for a mushroom block. Wow. <laughs> Everybody knows that. It's pretty good for the gift <laughs> yeah. that keeps on giving. Like, three years, three years, yeah. three years of mushrooms, yeah. smiling mushrooms, <laughs> shiitake smiling mushrooms. Oh yeah, uh, our third item here in the Hamaka Slemma catalog, the 10x hands-free binoculars. All right. See, these are worn like traditional glasses. <laughs> Unlike standard units that require one to constantly keep their head and hands steady while viewing, these wearable binoculars have individual focusable objective lenses that enable hands-free magnified viewing. Uh, <laughs> soft rubberized cups allow for comfortable extended use. You can wear these all day long wow. if you wanted. The 10X hands-free binoculars. This looks like a surgeon forgot to take <laughs> off his... Uh, doctor, <laughs> doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was James Cameron looking at the Avatar way of water. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you don't need to, like, uh, just hold them up if you're at the sporting event or, yeah. you know, wherever you're, you're peeping Tom or whatever you're doing with your binoculars. I don't know. Um, oh, you so, want your hands free for that. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. I got to get to work on my shiitake mushroom log. <laughs> Well, I'm spying on somebody. Uh, JD, why don't you get us started? What do you think these go for? Uh, too much. Whatever really? it is, it's too much. <laughs> really? Well, how do you... JD, these are 10X. I n listen. Hands... Enhance, 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 okay, but... enhance, 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 enhance. 10X. Did you say... How, does it, how do you enhance? Uh, you you have to you have how do you to, focus? You, is what you I'm gotta saying. put you gotta put your finger up. Oh, you have to, to use your, your hands. Yeah, to the oh, knob. Oh, okay. Knob. Yep. I don't think they're automatic. Well, then they're not hands free. So. Well, they are. I don't have to hold them all the time. <laughs> Anyways, put me switch. down for hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, all right. Uh, Tash, you go next. Here. What do you got? Mm. Uh, hundred fifty <laughs> smacks, huh? Mm. That's what I think. But. Yeah, that's that's quite reasonable. I do like the look of them. More so. I, <laughs> it looks I, like Tass wearing them. Uh, if you dyed his beard, so, dyed his hair. I do like the look. I, you know, I, I kind of sometimes think about getting fashionable glasses. I don't need them for my eyesight, but it's just just to have fashion glasses. But all of them I couldn't pull off. This one, this, these I'd love these. to wear just as glasses, just to walk around. Oh my god, to be a, what a look! I'd pay. So fashionable glasses are like you know ballpark three hundred, four hundred dollars. I'd pay four hundred dollars for these. Okay. Okay. Wow. Four hundred smacks. Jeez, Tassel, so you're going three ninety nine, whatever ninety five. They usually. No. Do? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I can see you in the outfield scoring a baseball game with that. Absolutely. Babies. Exactly. Take oh, yeah. him to the ballpark. He could like. Yeah, you could see the pitches like yeah. perfectly. Well, I would never, I would never buy uh, a camera for uh, what, what were those cameras called? Were they called bird cameras? To a bird camera. A bird camera. I'd buy those though. Wow. So in place of a bird camera, I'd, I'd feel like just stare out your more back fashionable, yeah. more fashionable, and also I just would hate to buy a bird camera. So I'd, I'd pay four hundred dollars. It feels like I'm getting two in one. You imagine yeah. try uh, trying to use your phone wearing those. Putting those on and trying to walk. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're crazy. No. No. Okay, Trey, what do you got for these? Uh, I've been on the low end uh, for the previous guesses. 
here, so I'm going middle. $179.99. Guys. Good guess. These 10X hands-free binoculars from the Hamakashlema catalog, they might be the, the steal of the mat- of the magazine. <laughs> Sixty-nine ninety-five. Wow. Oh. So they must suck ass, right? <laughs> they must. <laughs> you can't walk when you have a lot. You yeah. gotta stay put. Yeah, I couldn't believe they were that cheap. That was a that was a wild card. Okay, next one. I love this one. Maybe my favorite. I actually want to buy this thing. The mimicking slow talking sloth. <laughs> sloth mode. Um, okay, listen to this. This is what this does. This is the plush sloth that repeats anything you say in a comically cartoon-like drawl. A hidden microphone records your words, and the cuddly mammal repeats them back to you in, quote, beer, sloth speak. Yeah, half-speed podcast. Yeah, while his eyes and mouth move in synchronization. <laughs> this plus ver- plush version of the laid-back tree dweller is soft to the touch for gentle hugs and sports a colorful hoodie that reads sloth mode. <laughs> in- <laughs> this includes, I think this is important into your, uh, you know, your, your price guess, it includes three AA batteries. <laughs> batteries included? Um, that's, that's and uh, I know what you're wondering. Does the brown sloth with yellow hoodie cost more than the pink sloth with purple hoodie? No, it doesn't. Same price. Hmm. Oh, it's pink with purple. So, yeah, this is uh, this is the slow the slow podcast mode, JD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sloth, book, sloth speak. I mean, a little. Tough to do say. you have to press something to get it to go? Or? You would, yeah, you would think so. I just like the idea of... Putting it somewhere, and then it just randomly will repeat stuff back to you. It's sort of like a parrot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. just out of the blue. Look at those claws on this bugger. Yeah. <laughs> Put me down for 200 bucks for this thing. Okay. Oh, that's... That's, <laughs> that's steep. That's I gotta be honest. That's, that's a pricey sloth. I'm telling you right now, you overshot it. That's very steep yeah. for right. a toy. I mean, this is a, this is a chopped and screwed Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, I've been too low uh, in general, so I'll go 119. Okay. I think that's going to be too high. I'd be cheating with my guess because I just ordered one as we were talking here. <laughs> <laughs> he fired it up and bought uh, it's one. An 80, it's an 80 bucker, I think. Okay, Taz is the closest. You guys are uh, you're overshooting it this year. 44.95. Okay. What's going on? I thought inflation was a thing here. Yeah. But, uh, the yeah, prices yeah, have gone yeah. down in the Hamakish Lemma catalog. Right? Yeah, or, yeah. That's, a, that's I, a good deal. Well, it, it, everyone's losing their 401k, and this is, uh, you know, uh, it's for old people, let's face it, the Hamak Islamic catalogs. So. Yeah, well, I love to always include, like, one big ticket item. Yes. Right? So here yes. it is this year's. The All Media Jukebox. Yes, this is the only full-size jukebox that plays music from records, smartphones, CDs, iPods, SD cards, and the radio. <laughs> you can play every type wow. of music you have in your house. Um, and so it does it all. I mean, I'm not going to read the rest of it. It's very, very long here, but uh, it's got some subwoofers and tweeters, and it's got a remote control, this wooden cabinet with a veneer finish. You plug it in. It's pretty tall, as you see. It plays your 33s, your 45s, your 78s. Oh, it plays your 78s. Whatever huh? you got, man, this thing can play. <laughs> you buying Scott's review there, JD? Scott from California. He's a music guy. He says it puts out good sound. It, it's awesome. Very happy. I'm a music guy, and it pulls out. Good, and it puts out good sound. That, that could have sure been. It uh, could have been Grant Hill with that uh, review. He likes music. There's a, no Bluetooth on this. I'm not seeing Bluetooth. No, right you're. You gotta plug uh, it in, huh? Hold on, JD. You can connect wireless, wirelessly to a smartphone. Oh, you can. Yes, okay. you can. Okay. And a USB port. Single disc. Right. It's got it all. It really it does. It plays 78 RPM records. <laughs> wow. And the SD for the true card. connoisseur. I, you know, like it 
doesn't look that bad. No. Right? I didn't think. It It actually looks a little small. For Shorter a than a woman. Yeah, it's short. <laughs> It'd be nice to have it in a basement, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like I can see us having it All right. Here. So, uh, <laughs> Trey, you get it started. This is a big ticket item, Skeets, you said. Yep. What's been our most expensive item so far? Well, I, I want Skeets. Well, oh, so far, it's, yeah. uh, um, I don't know what Okay, this has, got, this has got to be in the multiple hundreds. I'll go two forty nine ninety nine, two hundred fifty dollars uh, $250? Uh, $250? Go, okay. I'm going three $370. $370. Bob. Guys, I told you, this is a big ticket item. This thing can play every type of music you have. It can play your This thing is going to cost you, I'll put you back, $2,500. $2,500? What is going on? $2,500? Yes. The Hallmark Islamic catalog is all over the map this year. I would much rather buy a handheld size jukebox and then the 10x glasses <laughs> and look at it so it looks full size okay yeah 2500 dollars unbelievable no. it must it's put out jukebox yeah it's good sound all right final one final one just because we're uh, around the holidays here <laughs> oh, final oh. gift from the hamaka slimmer catalog yeah this one it, it made me feel creepy right yeah. I, I didn't like it it's a life-size animated grinch it stands over five and a half feet tall it's an animatronic Grinch that expresses discontentment of Christmas. <laughs> I like that right up. A push of a button cycles the animated figure through four phrases, such as Christmas, bah humbug, and dances to You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. As he speaks and, <laughs> quote unquote here, sings, the Grinch turns his head and sways from side to side. Huh. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Ah, isn't that creepy? It feels like somebody's in it. Yeah, it's huge. It might be. It's very large. It is big. It is big. Uh, I'm going to let you know that Animated Max there, his dog, that's $129.95. It's so, a separate. Uh, that's separate. Yeah. Also animated. Also like, animated, yeah. I, I believe. Yeah, Animated Max. So uh, what do you got for the Grinch, guys? And would you like this? Would your kids like it? Nah. No? That's a freak out right there. <laughs> it's freak out. It's, it's a freak so out big. There. So tall. Uh, Tass, yeah. you gotta start. Yeah, that happy child is photoshopped into this photo. There's a happy child running up to the Grinch <laughs> with a gift. No child would be happy with an animated... It's too freaky, it but... It uh, It plays songs, it dances. So if Ana- Animating Max is uh, buck 30... Yeah. Um, What's this? Lots. 750. Wow. Wow. All right. The jukebox <laughs> is completely... <laughs> skewed my perception Throwing on prices here. I'll go... Three ninety nine. Okay. $400. JD, take us home. Uh, I'm going to say 500 even. Tess, what did you say? 750 Okay, you were too high. JD, you were too high. Trey's the oh, closest, I guess, nice. again. $249.95 oh, for okay. a five and a half foot tall animated Grinch. That seems fair. <laughs> it's basically what you're paying. Yes. That's what you're paying for an inflatable at yeah. uh, the old Home Depot. Really? Well, no. It's a little, a little high, but you're paying for a Grinch. It's not That's singing nice and dancing, saying "Bah humbug" and all oh, that. Yeah. Inflatables do a lot these days. There it is, another edition of the Hallmark Slamma catalog, America's longest-running catalog, 174 years. This thing's been going with Amazing. crazy items. Shout out to Nora for helping me uh, pick the gifts this year. I was a little worried when I first went through. I was like, eh, "Seen that? We've done that. That was a classic." Bought that, but uh, <laughs> Got one. you know there was enough uh, unique stuff in there. What was your favorite of the bunch? Which one did you actually want to buy, or should I get you? Ebenezer. 
Scrooge. Scrooge. Grinch. Oh, the Grinch. Whatever. I mean, uh, <laughs> yes. Ebenezer. Uh, same guy to me. So you want it? Yeah, yeah. Ebenezer yeah. Grinch. <laughs> say, you know, you you say that because I said he says Bah Humbug. Mm-hmm. Does yeah, Grinch, that is. Does the... Grinch say Bah yeah. Humbug? No. That's Scrooge. That's Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's why that's I was weird. Scrooged. Weird. Wow. <laughs> Trey, what do you want? I want the the blaster with the ducks that's coming fun. across. Yeah, that's a New Year's tradition. Amongst our family is giant Nerf fight on New Year's Eve. Oh, that's fun. So you get it on Christmas, come New Year's, you're locked in. Yeah, some target practice yeah, on the right. ducks. Yeah, yep. and then you're picking off everybody. And JD, what would you like? Add <laughs> uh, sloth. Okay, we'll get you the sloth. <laughs> no problem. Sloth. That's the cheapest one. Great. Forty-four. No, no. Are you sure you don't want a shiitake mushroom log? <laughs> <laughs> you want a mushroom log? You want to just go cut one down? Back there. I definitely want to try the shiitake mushroom log. Maybe, maybe later. Maybe in Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, nice. there you go. That's a that'll be. A, just don't lock yourself in a bathroom. Last time I did the shiitake oh, yes. mushroom log in Amsterdam, I'm not convinced I ever came out. I sometimes think I'm still there. Yeah, and be. all of this is a weird dream. Let's take uh, our final break, and when we come back, uh, rapid fire fun. Pick them results. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, start wrapping up the Drop Podcast here. We did ask you guys in a poll in the stream team, hey, how long should a No Dunks podcast be? (laughs) Uh, We gave you four options. Under an hour, 60 to 75 minutes, 75 to 90 minutes, or over 90 minutes. Those are the long ones. It's pretty tight, TK. Uh, Well, Nobody wants under an hour, like a few people did. But... Leaning the way right now, though it's neck and neck, all three of them, 60 to 75 minutes with 34% of the vote, over 90 minutes with 32%, and then 75 to 90 with 28%. So more than an hour (laughs) is what the people want, I would say. And it looks like 32% of people are going to end up being thrilled with today's episode because it looks like we're going over 90, I do think. Ooh, yeah. It's going to be close. It's going to be close, but you're probably right. Um, Pick them results. It was that uh, Pelicans Jazz game. Tass and I traded picks. We traded picks. We've never done this before. The board showed one thing. We said, no, let's swap. And I think we put on, what, making eggnog for the other person? Is that what happened? Oh, yeah. That was part of the bet that I came up with for no reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I won the bet. I made the bet. I won the bet. Yep. And I'm going to make the eggnog. Okay. That Mar- Mark sent in the recipe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a, a family recipe that he got off the internet that was probably not a family recipe. But I'm making it. Eggs. Sugar. Nutmeg. Can't wait to make it this holiday season. I'll send you some, Mark. All right. In the well, mail. good win by you. Uh, switching it up there. You're seven and four. Trey and I are five and six. So what's tonight's game? 
10 games on the sked, and uh, we're going with the Maxi Klebalis Dallas Mavericks hosting the Portland Trailblazers. The Mavs are favored by three and a half. Skeets and I took the Blazers trade begrudgingly. He's taking Dallas to win by four or more. That's a big line, it feels like, against the Blazers. You don't like this trade. No, but <laughs> yeah, I was I was second pick yesterday, so I thought it was only fair to give Skeets second pick today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I don't really think Dallas should be favored by four. Yeah, it's odd. Over Portland. They've been playing pretty well, uh, the Blazers, and obviously... Dallas has been struggling, and the Kleba injury is going to be big for them. We, we will see. Yep. Hopefully it's a close game. Entertaining game, at the very least. And, uh, yeah, Dallas has to win by four or more. We'll find out tonight. Okay, let's end this Drop Podcast with some rapid-fire fun. Tassie, you got the questions this week. First one. Earlier this week, we all showcased some of our jerseys on NBA Jersey Day. You can see it all over social media. Also this week, it was announced that LeBron James's jersey from Game 7 of the 2013 NBA Finals will be auctioned off in January. It's expected to sell for between three and five million dollars. What's the piece of memorabilia you own that would rake in the most money? Skeets. I'm wondering if it's a, a signed version of the Hobbacher Schlemmer catalog. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, my real answer? The Toronto Raptors towel from their Game 6 victory in the 2019 NBA Finals, courtesy of my guy TK, who was in the locker room. Which I had framed. You can see it behind me when we're uh, podcasting from home. I guess that. I don't really have a lot of like great memorabilia, so uh, I'll go with that. How much do you think that would get you? Uh, not, not. Well, I mean, oh, jeez, you know how much it costs to frame something. <laughs> frame crap. included. That's when you become an adult. When you find out how much it costs to frame <laughs> things, that's when you're officially an adult, and yeah. you're like, damn. I didn't think it'd be that much. <laughs> Especially like a quality frame, right? Like quality if, you're, if, you're frame. Getting, if you're getting a poster frame, you can like twist it. That ain't a frame. No, no, no. We're talking, especially something custom. Go to like a place that does this professionally and take whatever item is. Whatever you think in your head going into that store, 10x it like some hands-free binoculars because that's what it's going to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you now, if you're younger out there and you're listening or watching. But anyway, I don't know how much it would go for, Tess, but yeah, uh, the, the frame alone, that glass frame alone, <laughs> the, I'm never selling it, though. Are you kidding me? Raptors title? Probably never happen again in my lifetime. It'll be more than what you expect because, as I said, LeBron James jerseys expected to bring in between three and five mil. Jeez. That was the amount that they also expected to get for Michael Jordan's jersey from Game One of the '98 NBA Finals, and it went for ten mil. <laughs> so, yeah, game somebody's se- just game somebody's nuts who who likes towels, who likes <laughs> the potential of that to have a little raptor sweat on it for some and reason. Maybe some champagne. Some champagne, exactly, from the locker room. That's right. You know, That's right. Suck it out of there. Trey, what do you got? I, uh, I bought this John Morant rookie card. Oh, that's nice. For my for my birthday last year, or this year, I suppose, February 2022. $75 I bought it for. Okay. It's already worth $40 to $60. <laughs> a business. This, this guy is a business man. Yeah, buy high, sell low. <laughs> you know the moves. <laughs> I'll give you $50 for it right now. Yeah, you're going to have to go lower. <laughs> That's all in it for that. <laughs> you're crazy. Oh, that's good. That's uh, good. It's not bad. It's not a bad drop off, actually, to go first. It'll come back. It'll come back. Yeah, it's a long play. <laughs> that's right. the Hall of Fame. This will be worth 80. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> JD, your 
most valuable piece of memorabilia? Mm, well, I have two things. One I got last year. Oh, yeah. It's my uh, custom Raptors uh, Air Force Ones uh, made by Shoe Fury. Oh, those, those are, are awesome. The uh, salad king. I salad always forget king. that part's on it. <laughs> this is off of a jersey that I designed yeah. for the Raptors with the YYZ or Z, as it were. So there's that. But I think that I would never part with these. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this one, I don't know if, if this would be valuable, but this was the first mic that we had as the basketball Jones. <laughs> this is the one that Skeets used. Oh, wow. Uh, the one that Tass used died. Um, and uh, we, I got rid of it, or I donated or whatever, but I kept this one. Also doesn't work, but this is like a 20-year-old mic. I mean, we could probably get, I don't know, a couple, for, a couple of hundred yeah, for bucks charity? for this. Sure. For charity, maybe for St. Jude's. We'll, uh, the stand huh. as well comes with the stand. Oh, nice. I don't I mean, know. That's, uh, I, I, dare I say that's uh, more impressive than the uh, NBA trophies that they made. Hand that out instead. <laughs> Just dip this in yeah, glass yeah. Or, or encase it yeah. in a vase. Yeah, gold at least. Okay. Very there nice. All right. Great answers, guys. Didn't expect great answers. <laughs> what? You guys what? Answer. What? How dare you? Second one. Hawks rookie A.J. Griffin hit his second buzzer beater to win a game this week. At just 19 years of age, Griffin is the third youngest player in the league currently and has already done something many won't do their entire careers. What were you a pro at when you were 19 years of age? Skeets. This was tough to answer, but I'm going to go with dishwashing. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good dishwasher. And I was I was good young. I'm good old. And this is at my peak dishwashing because I was working in a restaurant. Dealing with all those dishes. Working the machines. I'm just like, uh, my brain is wired that I like to take a, a mess and make it tidy. <laughs> so dishwashing... <laughs> Turns out is a is a great uh, skill or job for me to have, especially when I was 19 years old. Gloves or no gloves? No gloves. Yeah, please. Ooh, going me? straight hot hands. Oh yeah. Respect. Yeah, yeah. Respect. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you uh, are a pro. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely a pro. Uh, but I uh, I don't even mind dishwashing to this day. You know, I don't mind it. I find I don't it, mind it oddly soothing. Are you hand washing rather than machine washing? No, we do both in our yeah, place, sure. but. You know, big ticket items. <laughs> They're not going in the dishwasher, so I'm scrubbing away. <laughs> Doing my work. Oh, yeah, something's very fragile. You know, but hey, some people are not good at dishwashing. Like, you're going to find, like, a lot of, you know, crap still on that dish, or, like, they missed a spot. Hey, what about mm. the back? People forget about the back all yeah. the time. No, oh, old people suck at it. They can't see. Old people are the, the worst binoculars. at it. Yeah. There's crusties everywhere. Hard pressed to also find a teenagers. dish that Skeets washed also with some, uh, crap on it. <laughs> tough, no crap tough, tough, tough. I'm sure they've slipped through the that. cracks every once in a while, but very rare task in my house. What's the worst thing to wash for you? Like, what do you hate? Washing? Oh, that's a great question. Um, probably just like uh, like a ceramic glass, like, um, what's the word? Not bowl, but uh, like tray almost, mm -hmm. that you've made like a, like a meatloaf in or right. something. Something that's like yeah, really yeah. caked on. Caked on. Yeah. Because I, like, I'm not patient so mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing. Oh, you should let that you be soaked. You won't let soak. that soak, yeah. No. Oh, who was it? Oh, <laughs> my buddy Grish, your buddy Grish, our buddy Grish's mother-in-law. We left something to soak once, and she got so upset. You don't let something soak. That was her uh, her rule. Don't let it soak? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know really why, yeah. but... Yeah, uh, what's the reasoning there? I don't know. But uh, she got really upset. It caught us by surprise. Like, well, well, well. It, was, it was in my own house, too. Never soak. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, she's a never soaker. She is a can't never believe soaker. it. Can't believe she's a never soaker. <laughs> it's, it's so much faster. I think she likes and to in like a backwards way. Well, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. Let, let let the water soak. and soap do its work. Yeah, exactly. Never soaker. Anyway, it's <laughs> fun to say. Super soaker. Trey, what were you a pro at when you were 19 years of age? Going to TGI Fridays. <laughs> just super good at it. Uh, my college girlfriend thought it was like a fancy restaurant to go and get mozzarella sticks. They would have two for $20 uh, entrees in college. Two entrees, 20 bucks. You're a king. A mozzarella stick king. Only at TGI Fridays, though. <laughs> yeah. I went. It's, uh, not, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. No. Um, I went and had a meal yesterday. The bill came to $14. I went to Buford Highway. Oh, I, that's I was so happy. Yeah. Never seen that before. That's nice. Didn't feel. Um, yeah, I, I have this olive. You, you mentioned TGI Fries. I've got an Olive Garden gift card. I can't find anyone <laughs> to go with. Will you go to Olive Garden with me? Let us entertain you. Fantastic. Uh, Red sticks, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> JD, what were you a pro at when you were 19? Literally nothing, but uh, that was my peak bass playing, the, ba- the electric bass. Slapping the bass? Just, yeah. I was playing drums, but also... Uh, I played bass in the, in a couple of bands and in the school band and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, bass, that's it. Boring answer, but that's it. And I've retired at, like, 20 from playing bass. <laughs> really? So, out of the game. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got out of it. Nobody, I don't know. Yeah. I was I was needed as a drummer, so that's what I did. Uh, and I gave it up. It's like a goalie playing road hockey. Exactly. Right? So you, like, oh, you, got, you find a goalie. Don't ever let them go. Yeah. They got all the stuff. They want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Carry all that equipment around. You know, the drum, same thing. Yep. Yeah. You, you got to look at a bass sometimes and just want well, we to strap bass. it. We have a bass in the, in the house, and I play it from time to time. But that was the peak. That was my peak bass playing was at 19. Because I feel like we went to a studio one time. We were looking at No Dunks renting a studio. And I, I feel like there was a bass there, and you commented on it. Maybe you inched your way towards Maybe. it or yeah. something. Yeah. I'm like a Lee Ellis at a at a hoop. If there's a guitar or a bass in the room, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> at least touch it, if not try to play it. Try to do some scales. Crank out the Barney Miller theme. <laughs> Another old oh, yeah, old Jesus, reference. Your references are getting older. Sky <laughs> needs a vacation. Let's wrap it up here. All right. Last question: World Cup final Sunday, France Argentina. Who you got? Ooh, I'm excited for this. I am. Um, I'm gonna go France though. I'm not a. I'm not a soccer man. <laughs> I'm not a giant football fan. But uh, I've watched a decent amount of the World Cup here. They look damn good. Mm. Uh, I, I, I'll be happy with either team winning because you either get Messi, the goat story, or you get France going back to back, which I don't think's been done since like Brazil did it back in the '60s. Very tough to do. So uh, give me France two to one. <laughs> Two to one. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice, yes. nice, nice. All right, Trey. It's Messi's time, mm. Tass. Uh, Argentina, two to one. Okay. <laughs> JD, tiebreaker. Good score. Tiebreaker. Make yeah. this tiebreaker two uh, to one, JD. It's France. I'm going to be in Paris uh, next week. Um, oh, that'd be fun. I would. I was going to be in. I'm going to be in Netherlands for the final. I thought maybe they just. Huh. Yeah, when the Netherlands scored awesome. too late against Argentina, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, and then the losing it's the very uh, exciting. Huh. But uh, eh, whatever, uh, I'll get I'll get to uh, France, and they'll still be uh, you know hungover from their their win, their glorious oh, yeah. win. There you go. All right, so great we'll answers, Who great answers, everybody. I'm I'm going messy. Okay, 
France got enough. They just won. <laughs> one true. for Messi. I don't understand how he got why he, the penalty kicks. I still don't understand. What do you mean? The first goal in the semifinals, penalty oh, kick. Oh, 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 oh. First guy to the ball. That's all that matters. That's that's the rule. It's just strange to me. Anyways, I want I want to call uh, that it's fixed for Messi, but I guess it's not. I guess there's <laughs> just I guess it. there's just rules. The soccer rules I don't understand. But uh, yeah, congrats to Messi for the win. Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. I Is think the World Cup final. There you go. Enjoy the game. And enjoy the basketball this weekend as well. We're back, some of us, on Monday, back in the yard from our homes. You're going to be able to see that Raptors towel over my shoulder. <laughs> That's good. Nice. If you're very interested, place a bid. Give me a number I can't wow. refuse. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to send it framed or are you going to keep the frame because it's oh, so expensive? I'll send it framed, Tass, <laughs> oh, okay. but it's going to cost a lot more money <laughs> for that. Uh, yeah, Tass, myself, and our guy Jerome up in Toronto uh, producing the show because JD is off on vacation here to Europe and TK you as well you and the fam uh, driving back to the Chicago area so you're off for the week as well so we'll hold it down in the yard a couple no dunks boys boys in the yard (laughs) (laughs) the boys will play In the, in the yard. yard. In the yard. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go something different. Put on your snow pants. The boys are playing in the yard. There you go. Okay, okay. Get your sleds. These are winter activities yeah, 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 uh, yeah. for our yard. I'm happy to stand on my chair in my snow pants the entire time so people can see my snow pants. <laughs> okay. You have good snow pants? No. You don't? Nah, I'm in Atlanta, baby. Mm. <laughs> I bought some before we left uh, Toronto. Why? Because I went snowboarding or something like uh, that, and I didn't have ones, and I wanted real good ones. But I'm not, you're right; I've never worn them since. But I got them, and I know where they are. Very I went, important. I went to a fake snow day last week in Atlanta, oh. where they make fake snow. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they're okay when it's really cold. This one was not. It was hot. It was literally hot out. Hot snow. Uh, it was bubble snow. It was literally like it, uh, it's bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would at least be a fake snow day, right. which is fine. Those are fine. You can slide around in snow pants. I was all geared up. I was ready. So Instead, you got, I both played of in you bubbles. might be playing in the snow. I don't know how cold it is mm. in Europe or in Amsterdam, stuff like that. It's getting warm, actually, next week. Oh, okay. But Chicago, I assume. It's cold. cold. There you go. Yeah, there it's you. cold. All right. Make a, make a snowman for us. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, always. If there's a chance, got to take the chance to make the snowman. <laughs> uh, I think the last time we made one, though, it was like... We made it, and it melted by the next day. I don't oh. think that'll be the problem okay. anymore. It's too cold there. Yeah. All right, so yes, we're back on Monday. NBA weekend, winners and losers, live at 10 a.m. Eastern. You should also check out the Is This Good podcast with special guest, the king of NBA Twitter himself, Josiah Johnson with Matty O and JD. That is up and available in its own YouTube and podcast feed. And we did our final No Buffs Survivor recap podcast yesterday. The season is done. We broke it all down. Had a lot of laughs talking about that. So go seek that out. No Buffs. It's on YouTube and podcast feed as well. All right, guys. Drive safe. Fly safe. And uh, you just... uh, just (laughs) Slide safe. He's going to be wearing his snow Snow pants. pants. You're right. (laughs) Stand safe. Good stuff. Uh, Everybody be safe out there. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, I will be sliding next week in Atlanta. Everybody loves talking about weather, right? Next weekend, below zero here. As a high, 28 degrees Fahrenheit, which is whatever, minus two, minus three Celsius. A low of 17 degrees Fahrenheit. Not going to do the math on the Celsius there, but that's cool. <laughs> you want to hit the the ice rink? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Do they still have it on the top of Pond City Market? They're, They're everywhere. Place. They've got one in Pullman, uh, but it's fake. 
It's not real ice. What? Fake like ice. Roller skates? Basically. Um, yeah, there's right. some around, though. That's weird. <laughs> okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. We in the South, y'all. <laughs> Race the weekend, people.